Greetings. Welcome to Average Joe's Fantasy. I'm your host, Steve Nordyke. Thanks for joining us. Heading into the playoffs next week. Hopefully everybody's doing well. <laughs> Thanks again for coming in to our little community. Drop me an email, avgjoesfantasy at yahoo.com. avgjoesfantasy at yahoo.com. If you have any questions or you have any you know, ideas, want to talk about who you should look at getting for next week, what you can do to get in the playoffs, what your playoff strategy should be, uh, let me know and I'll see if I can help. I'll do whatever I can. That I can promise. Sound advice? Uh, not so sure. <laughs> Let's see. My team's here. The Average Joe's team, the Listener League. I'm in sixth at 72.5 points. I will not win anything. But the other teams are doing pretty well. My Roto teams, first, first, second, third, third, and fourth. My head-to-head teams, there's one that's already out because the early playoffs. Five, I'm... 99% sure five are going to get in with first round buys all in first place right now. And then there's one in fifth that is winning this week and they will make it. So they'll get in, I think, in fifth. I'm playing the third place team. So unless something drastic happens, I'm going to be... Some of the strategies that I'm using to get in and to, to be successful, I'm streaming pitchers. I've mentioned it time and time again. I've only got a couple of good pitchers on each team and the rest I'm matchups, all matchups. And really, once you get into these, you know, get into these playoffs, you're going to be playing a lot of people doing the same thing. So if you have a buy, like I'm going to have five buys, the goal during bye week to get your team ready for the the semifinals. The team that you're playing is most likely, you know, they're they're playing to make it to the semifinals. They're playing, you know, every, everything they can using all their pickups because they need to make it to that next round. Well, you have all your pickups still. So make sure that you're picking up pitchers that'll probably be two starters the next week and look for good matchups the following week. Go ahead and uh, preemptively pick them guys up. Don't wait until Sunday because maybe maybe your opponent has a pickup or two left and they might beat you to the punch. But start picking up some guys up, up on like Wednesday, Thursday. Get ahead of it. Make sure you're getting these guys that are starting on Monday and Tuesday, these two-start guys or these really good matchup guys to make sure that you have a leg up on your competition so to speak. It'll be really important because now that you're in the playoffs, every every category counts, every matchup counts. There's no there's no bye week matchups, you know, when you're playing the last place team that has has injured players starting. Now it's cutthroat and you really need to be on your game. So having that bye week is going to be critical. To so make sure your team is stocked up, make sure you have everything that you need going into that playoff round. If you're like my other team, if you're fighting to make it to the semifinals, well, then you better fight. Pick up everybody you need to pick up. I wouldn't waste pickups on hitters unless you absolutely have to. Like I picked up Newman to replace injured shortstop that I had. I forgot who it was. So I picked up Newman, and he's injured as well. So that's great. So now I'm going to need to figure out what's going on by the end of the week. If he's healthy, then I'm not going to waste a pickup on him. I know I'm going to the playoffs. I'm not going to replace him right now. If he comes back and he starts playing on Saturday and Sunday, then good. I'm just going to stick with him. If he's out, then he's going to have to get dropped, and I'm going to need to pick somebody else up for next week. Because next week, you can't afford any mistakes. You can't afford any mishaps. You have to go after it and get it. Stream those pitchers. Pick up a couple of these closers or stolen base guys on the wire if you have to. Especially if you have a bye week. I wouldn't mind picking up one of these 
you know, one of these steel specialists. And, you know, maybe you could stream them in the uh, semifinals. Steal a category with one or two steals. With saves, it's kind of the same thing. You don't really have the luxury of picking up, you know, like McGill right now or Blyer from Baltimore who got a save the other night. But if you have time to prepare, you might win that category with two saves. If you're playing a guy in the, in the semifinals who doesn't have any closers, then you're going to pick up Blyer. You're going to pick up whoever you can on the wire to get a possible save or two. You know, you want to win those categories. For your Roto, I think I've talked about it last time, make sure you check your standings, check your expanded standings. See where you stand in relation to the other teams in every category. Don't go chasing unicorns. If you're 50 home runs behind the guy in front of you and, and, and you're well ahead of the guy behind you, then it might be time to change strategies and you know sit somebody down and go for some steals. If you have if you're way out in front in these categories, like I have some teams that are up by you know 50 or 60 RBIs, well then maybe I don't necessarily have to play Matt Olson all the time. Maybe I can run in uh, Manuel Margot or Delano DeShields, Tim Edmonds, something like that. Try to pick up a steal here and there to move up because I'm only you know in most of these categories only a steal or two behind. So make sure that you are looking at categories you can win or you can catch up in. Wins, saves, steals, those are the close ones. And at the end of the year, whip is going to play a critical critical part uh, in your comeback. If you're in fifth or sixth or even fourth, then bombing these starters at the last day or the second to last day of the season could make a big difference if those guys go out and rock it. You have nine starters going on the same day. If they pitch well, whip is going to be is really tight. So it's kind of risky with whip if you're sitting in second if you want to bomb or third if you want to bomb because you could bomb yourself out of the standings and bomb yourself out of some money. But if you're not going to win money anyway, if you're in fourth, fifth, or sixth, and you're sitting there with like a 117 or 118 whip, look at the guys in front of you. They're going to have 118, 117, 117, 116. I mean, you can go up three or four points in whip with a kind of a Hail Mary. So, I mean, that's what I'm doing if I'm out of it. If my team's in fourth, then I'm going to bomb and try to get this Hail Mary of whip and sneak into the money on the final day or two. Now, let's talk about some ads. Some hitters that I'm looking at. You got Gavin Lux, of course. He's up. Kyle Tucker, maybe. You don't know what his playing time is going to be like. Adam Frazier, you might want to grab him. Ahmed Rosario. He could get you a few steals. I mentioned Manny Margot. Delano DeShields. They could grab you some steals. Uh, Mark Canha. Mark Canha. 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 Whatever. He's been hitting pretty well. He could be a nice fill-in for you. Kevin Newman, who I mentioned, who was injured the last couple games. But he's something to watch out for, especially for next week. Miguel Sano, if he's still available. Willie Calhoun, I've said every time. And CJ Cron is back. You might want to grab him. It's a pretty powerful lineup there in Minnesota. Pitchers, I'm looking to stream. Depending on the matchups, I mean, there's a whole bunch of guys on the wire that you can pick up, and there's going to be more. As people get near the innings limits, as people get you know stressed out about what positions they need to grab or who they need to grab, they're going to start cutting bait on some of these mid, mid-tier starting pitchers. So you're going to see decent pitchers like Zach Wheeler, maybe even Trevor Bauer. You're going to see these guys hitting the wire. Now, whether you want to pick them up is, is, is your own call, but there are going to be a lot of streaming pitchers available. Some of the ones I'm looking at now... Marco Gonzalez, Anthony Descalfani, Alex Wood, Denelson Lamette, uh, Sean Manea, Mike Fultonavich, 
Zach Gallon, if he's still available, Stephen Matz, Mike Leak, Homer Bailey, Mike Montgomery, uh, Dylan Cease, and Tony Gonsolin. All these guys can help you in this playoff push. Streaming and matchups are going to be super important. Get some two-start pitchers that have favorable matchups. Don't stream a guy because he's a two-start pitcher who's playing in Colorado. Make sure the matchup makes sense. Make sure it's good for you. All right. Now, I want to talk about a couple of my teams. Show you how I went from draft to where I am now with these two particular teams. To show you that managing can really make up for a lot of deficiencies. And when I'm talking about cycling guys in and out, making sure your utility spots are are free in case there's a late scratch, you could cycle somebody in. Making sure that if you have a first baseman utility that you put him in first base once he's active. You know, making sure that when you're playing head to head that everybody that's playing is actually playing. Make sure that when you're doing a roto league, everybody that's playing is supposed to play. If they're scratched, you either get them out or put someone in that is playing. Managing your team can really make up for a lot of deficiencies. You may not draft well or you may crush it, but you're going to need help along the way. Managing, picking up off the wire are really going to help you. So this team right here is my head-to-head team that's in, it's called Berkman of Alcatraz. It's in first. It's 10 games ahead of second. And I picked third in this draft. So let me tell you my draft real quick. I'll tell you all the picks I made. Arenado, third pick. Baez, Story, Rendon. That's a freaking amazing top four. Really, really good. Kenley Jansen, five. Still solid. Jack Flaherty, Mike Clevenger, Zach Wheeler, Felipe Vasquez, Michael Conforto, Matt Olson, Ian Desmond, Eduardo Rodriguez, Matt Chapman, Alex Reyes, Jose Quintana, Jordan Hicks, Elvis Andrews, Ryan Braun, Danny Jansen, Byron Buxton, Ryan Brazier, and Derek Rodriguez. So I made some really solid picks here, and it really set my team up for success, especially at the top. I really did well at the top. I didn't really have a failure until Ian Desmond. He's my first failure, and then Eduardo Rodriguez, who's been really good, but I cut bait with him in the beginning. Uh, Alex Reyes was a complete failure. He never played, never ever played. But everybody else has been pretty solid. Uh, Danny Jansen, terrible. Ryan Brazier, terrible. Derek Rodriguez, terrible. Whatever. Some of the guys I picked up off the wire, Eduardo Escobar, and then lately, Willie Calhoun, and then a couple months ago, maybe a month ago, six weeks ago, Eugenio Suarez. So those are some great pickups for me. They've really helped to supplement my team because I made a bunch of trades. Some of them weren't good. Some of them were really good. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I made seven trades in this team. So the beginning, they're going from the earliest to the latest. So beginning of the year before the season even started, I traded Rendon and Vasquez for Benintendi. I lost that trade. Then I traded Trevor Story and Kenley Jansen for Ronald Acuna. I won that trade. I traded Matt Chapman and Byron Buxton for Patrick Corbin. Crushed that trade. And then I traded Acuna and Corbin for Mike Trout, which I guess I lost because Acuna's been top three or four player and Corbin's been solid. But, man, it's Trout. So I guess I lost a little bit on that one. Then I traded Jordan Hicks for Will Smith and Rizal Iglesias, which has been a huge victory for me. Then I traded Zach Wheeler and Jose Quintana for Jordan Alvarez. And yes, I'm calling him Jordan Alvarez because that's what I've heard the announcers call him, even though I've heard it also pronounced Jordan Alvarez. Whatever, from Houston, Jordan Alvarez. 
Then I traded Jordan Alvarez and Mike Clevenger for Blake Snell and J.D. Martinez. So I feel like I did pretty well in the trades. I lost the Benintendi one very badly. I won the Alvarez one really badly, and I won the two the, the, the Will Smith and Iglesias for Hicks trade. Uh, Alvarez and Clevenger for Snell and J.D. Probably lost. It's really going to depend on if Blake Snell makes a few starts at the end. If he comes back and makes three starts and helps me win, then I think it would be a push. But J.D. has outperformed Alvarez, but Clevenger's has been great. So I probably lost that one just by a hair. So that team's been pretty good. And drafted well. Traded a bunch of the guys in the beginning to uh, to really grab some stars. I love grabbing stars. And this team has worked out. Now let's talk about my one of my Roto teams. It is in... Oh, where'd it go? I lost it. Oh, there it is. It's called New World. New World has 86.5 points. They're in second place, two points out of first. And I have every intention of winning this league. I drafted ninth, which was not a great place to draft. Uh, actually, was it... I think I wanted four to nine, so it turned out it was actually a pretty good place to draft. I feel like my first two picks were great. They just didn't really work out as well as I had hoped. I took Bryce Harper ninth, and then Jacob deGrom second. Um, Harper hasn't lived up to nearly what I'd hoped he would be. To Harper, deGrom, Bueller, Benintendi, Votto. Yes, Joey Votto (laughs) was on this team at one point. In the fifth round, and I, I cringe to go back and listen to the draft because I know I live drafted it and hear myself be excited about Votto. I'm sure I was not excited about Votto. But Votto in the fifth round, Mike Clevenger, Clayton Kershaw, David Dahl, Corey Seager, Will Myers, Wilson Contreras, Wilson Ramos, Cody Allen, Jerkson Profar, Shane Green, Jose Quintana, Carlos Martinez, Austin Meadows, Adam Eaton, Joey Lucchese, Brad Peacock, Willie Adamas, and Hunter Renfro. So not nearly as good a draft as my head-to-head team, which is also why this team took a while to get going. It struggled at the beginning. I was down in like 7th and 8th place for, for quite a while in this league. I knew I wasn't uh, out of it, but I was not close for a good half of the season. Some of the key pickups I made, Aristides Aquino, uh, Ian Kennedy. These are all going to be closers after this pretty much. All right, let's say it. Aquino and uh, Aaron Savale, my two Big non-closer pickups. My closers, I picked up Ian Kennedy, Jose LeClerc, Carlos Martinez, I dropped him, picked him back up, Archie Bradley, and Matt McGill. So I'm sitting here now with a bunch of closers and I'm making up room. That's where I'm gaining all this ground. I'm in a, a seven and a half in saves and I was a two or a three for a long, long time. So I should get at least another point and a half in saves. And if I do that, I'll, you know, I have no doubt that I'll be up there. I'm also a two in stolen bases. So I do have on this team uh, Manuel Margot and Delano DeShields trying to catch up. I think I'm only two or three steals behind the point in front of me. So I b- firmly believe I'm going to win this league. But some of the trades I made, because I made a bunch of them, I made one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight trades on one league. So I traded David Dahl and Cody Allen for Anthony Rendon. Huge win. Walker Bueller for Chris Sale. Nope, not so good. Uh, Christian Walker and Shane Green for Gleyber Torres. Huge trade. Huge win. Blake Parker for David Dahl. 
which I guess is a huge win because Parker was DFA'd shortly after, and Dahl, he's contributed a bit. He's still in my IR spot, or IL spot. Austin Meadows and Giolito for Reese Hoskins and Blake Snell. You know, at the time, I really lauded this trade. I loved it, and I still, I, it, I don't know. I, it hasn't worked out. Hoskins has been terrible, and Snell got hurt. Meadows is now picking it up again a little bit. He struggled, struggled quite a bit since the All-Star break. Uh, but Giolito, with a couple of rough starts, he's back to being an ace. So I, I think I lost this trade, unfortunately. Benintendi and, and DeYoung for for uh, Rosario from Minnesota. And I I guess I might have lost this trade. I don't know. Rosario's been hurt for a while. But hopefully Eddie can start picking it up a little bit here. And, you know, being in the middle of that lineup, he's got to do well for September. I traded Bryce Harper, Corey Seager, and Kyle Schwarber for Sean Doolittle and J.D. Martinez which is a good, really good win for me. Schwarber really could drop him. He's been hitting bombs, but you can't really start him every time. And Corey Seager, no thank you. Doolittle was great for me. And J.D. Martinez has been just on fire ever since I got him. Just been crushing. And then, right before Doolittle started stinking, I traded Doolittle and Kershaw for Trevor Story, which not only helped me a lot, because Story, with his speed, uh, has helped and power and my hitting in this team was, was behind, so he's helping in all categories. But as soon as I traded away Doolittle, he went right in the tank. So he uh, he hurt my opponent. My opponent, the guy I traded with, one of the top teams in the league as well. So Doolittle tanking really helped me because I got story, but also helped me because it hurt the other team. So being able to manage your team, making trades. When you, you've seen a couple of the drafts and a couple of, some of the picks, some of the picks that I've made, uh, I think I did really well. Sniffing out Rendon, but Benintendi being really all over the place did not help me at all. And some of the other, some of my down at the bottom of the bottom of the draft picks like Profar didn't pan out. Um, Adam Eaton is doing all right now, but Brad Peacock, no thanks. Willie Adams, no thanks. Did hit on Meadows, that was nice, and did hit on Shane Green and a bunch of teams, and he got traded, and now he's not even closing anymore. So I think I did pretty well. On these two particular teams. Maybe we'll go over a few more as the season winds down. So you can see where I drafted and kind of what I did to put my team in a position to, to win money. And that's really the goal. So when I'm talking about managing your team, moving guys in and out, making sure that you're not wasting games by having a guy freaking pinch hit and costing you a, you know, a game used. Making sure that you are picking up the right pitchers. Or have the right idea of how to deal with closers or how to make up ground in closers even if you punt. Because you can make up ground. This was a team that punted. I traded away. I traded away all my closers in this team. I didn't really have any. I had Cody Allen and Shane Green starting off the bat. And that was pretty much it. But they were gone right away. And I've had to make up ground ever since. And now I have five closers. Which has helped me climb up the, le- the leaderboard. So being able to see how I've been able to handle myself and how I've been able to handle a couple of these teams, I think, I think helps. And we'll follow them until the end of the year and, and see how we do. Hopefully we can sneak out a first in this league. This is also the league where we had a, one, of the per, one, of the, one of the participants drafted all pitching and was talking about how this is a baseball is changing. It's a new world. Don't draft hitting. You can pick up all the hitters on the wire and, and make up ground, and you'll win with dominant pitching. Well, this 
this manager did pick up good pitching. Verlander, Scherzer, you know, hit on those. You know, I, I got DeGrom, and he has been all right, but he hasn't been Verlander. And uh, the, the manager also, I think, against Cole as well. But they're dead last in every hitting category. You know, so I don't they're they're in fourth right now, which is the best I've ever seen somebody do with that strategy. But still in fourth. And I think like eight points out of third or six points out of third, somewhere on there. So there's still a chance, but if you've gone this far in the season and haven't made up a single point in any of the hitting categories, you're gonna be buried unless you just bomb everything for steals. That's that's what I would do. I'd get rid of every power hitter I have on that team and just pick up everybody who can steal and try to move up two or three points and see if we can sneak into third. Because Verlander, the other night, pitched a no-hitter. Didn't do, didn't, do, didn't do the owner any good. Because there are already 12s in all the pitching categories. So that's why I'm not a big fan of, a big proponent of just going with front-line starting pitching and punting hitters and hoping to get them off the wire. You can grab some off the wire. You can grab Eduardo Escobar, Aristides Aquino, uh, Josh Bell. There are a few out there. so But if you have two or three really good hitters that you got on the wire... You're going to have a whole team full of guys who shouldn't be starting anywhere. and Just uh, unfortunate for this owner that they're dead last in every category. And fortunately for me that they are because uh, I hope they lose. So that's it. That's our today's show. If you have any questions, email avgjoesfantasy at yahoo.com. avgjoesfantasy at yahoo.com. Appreciate everybody tuning in. It's been a long season. We had our ups and downs, I'll tell you that. But we are feeling good, ready to go. Getting ready for some playoffs and that final push. So let me know if I can help. Like I said, drop me an email. I'll do what I can. See if we can sneak out some cash. Thanks again. Average Joe's out.